Hello, everybody. Welcome to a bonus episode of my podcast titled Gotta Have Heart Wrestling with your truly Jamel Honus. And we are going to talk about last night's unforgettable NFT Takeover War Games 2020 live from the CWC Arena, well, WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Wow, what a night this was last night. I mean, <clears throat> crazy to think that matches off from start to finish were so brutal and vicious. I cannot think of any better matches, you know, to have on one night, which is deemed war games like it was last night. Pretty freaking incredible. You know, you got to give it up to everybody that was participating last night at war games. Some people may have got injured, you know, battered, bruised up, but it was, it was one to remember. It really was. Even we had a bonus match on the um, pre-show. You know, which was a dark match, by the way. You had the Dago Del Fantasma of Santos Escobar, Raw Mendoza, and Heguan Wild defeat Chris Dalian, Ashanti, De, Ashanti Adonis, and August Gray in a six-man tag team match in Pier. You know, well, I didn't really see this match, but I heard it was exciting, to say the least. So, I guess it was a pretty good show opening for the event itself. You know, this match will take place on December 6, 2020. Zero fans in attendance, but... You know, had the big LED screens in the background, and I think we had some audience in the, you know, in the crowd. At least once wearing masks, I guess, the part of the crew. But yeah, needless to say, this will be one of the vicious takeover events of the year. First off, kick it off here with the women's war games matchup here. And it's interesting to say that you hear those sirens in the background. You know that war games cage is coming down, and you're gonna, you're gonna. We in for a 30-minute, 40-minute match, and let's just say, from start to finish of that one War Games match, you're going to see a lot of brutality here. I mean, a.k.a. Marie Ripley brutality, but, you know, it's, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be some injuries. People are going to get hurt. This is War Games usually settle rivalries like this, you know, or maybe create rivalries. Who knows? But first off, you got Team... You got Team Candice LeRae with Candice LeRae, the leader, Dakota Kai, Rick Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. I got it. Tony Storm's entrances and Dakota Kai's and Rick Gonzalez's entrances is pretty cool. Candice LeRae's entrances pretty well, too. I mean, this is a chance for Dakota Kai. Well, not Dakota Kai, but, you know, Rick Gonzalez will really shine out here. She's never really been on a big stage like TakeOver before. She only had that one TakeOver match back in In Your House, six women's tag team match up here, but... This was her chance to really stand out here. Next up, we got, you know, Amber Moon, Io Shirai, Ripley, and Chelsea Blackheart. If you go back to this event and watch Chelsea Blackheart's entrance, a much bigger, a much badder army tank to come out in. As you see the whole, whole team posing the army tank, that was a pretty good moment. That was a pretty good view, in my opinion. I like, you know, seeing the whole team united and just posing on that army tank. That was pretty damn cool. It really was. I, I loved it a lot, you know. I really did. But you got, you know, pretty cool though, to say the least. You got Raquel Gonzalez and I think Io Shirai would have two to start to start the matchup here. So pretty interesting to see here. You know, of course you got you know Team Chelsea Blackheart with the advantage from winning that ladder match a couple weeks ago. So they got the World Games advantage coming out here, and of course one at the other here. We did see, you know the. Eosha was the last one of the last people to get out here before Candice LeRae, the team captain of her team. But we saw Indy, Indy Blackheart 
you know, come out here and just interrupted it. You know, she she tried to take out Io Shirai here. She wouldn't let her in the cage. Raquel Gonzalez tried to even lock the door at one point to not even allow Io Shirai to get in the cage here. So this is pretty brutal. But Brady, you see Cancel Ray coming here. But the main key moment was when Io Shirai climbed to the top of that cage with a steel trash can, put it over her head and her body, and lay ways to jumping off that cage and landing on all of those competitors in the matchup. That was surreal. That was very surreal in the matchup here. I cannot believe it. They had Ember Moon perform this awesome eclipse on the chair to two of the teammates there. It was pretty pretty nasty. Uh, I expected her to get a bruise. After you, actually, I saw a picture on her Twitter of a you know, bruise underneath her right arm, I believe. You know, right forearm. And, oh, it's very dark, you know? But the key moments match up the end of that match is when you saw Rick Gonzalez take Io Shirai with the ladder right between the two rings stationed on the, both the bottom ropes and smashed right between the middle of the ladder, cutting and breaking it in half. Raquel Gonzalez got the one to the Io Shirai getting the win for her team. It, it, man, oh, that was incredible. I'm thinking maybe this is going to, you know, be like a moving starting point for Raquel Gonzalez to get you know, on top of the ladder. Maybe maybe she might even get a tire shot against Io Shirai in the future. Who knows? But what is next for Team Shotzi Blackheart? What's next for her? Is we really going to go to the main roster? She's going to stay at NXT. What's next for Ember Moon? What is going to happen with the team? Obviously, Cancel Ray again is going to get some high praises, you know? So, who knows what's going to happen match for all eight of these women. This match will last 35 minutes and 22 seconds. So, I just say, for a show opener... You know, this was pretty damn cool. It really was. I enjoyed this match from start to finish. Next up, we got Tommaso Ciampa against Timothy Thatcher. Everybody knows how rough these two guys are. Everybody knows that this has not been a year for Tommaso Ciampa. He has not appeared on the TakeOver since TakeOver in your house back in June. It's going to see he plays Karrion Cross, and, ch- and he got choked out. This was uh, a much-needed win for Tommaso Ciampa here. Man, these tests, you guys were not at it. This was like your amateur match, catch can wrestling, or thatch can wrestling. Thatch is thatch can wrestling. I can't pronounce that word. But yeah, back and forth between these two guys, this was brutal. This was a straight up fight. This was a slug out, drag out match. And oh man, you even see a shot where Tommaso Champa hit the knee on Tommaso Champa on the right, left side of his ear, busting, busted open on um, Timmy Thatch's ear. And like, you know, just cut it open, but at the same time, it was like Master Champa hit that draping DDT <laughs> and have the had them win here at 16 minutes and 46 seconds. But I think at that match, I think Tommaso Champa found a lot of respect and started respecting Timothy Thatcher at that match. Timothy Thatcher earned Tommaso Champa's respect that night, last night at Takeover War Games. So maybe Tommaso Champa's going to move on to maybe championship, who knows? But you know, one thing at a time here, you know. Next up, we will see a strap match between Dustin Williams and Cameron Grimes. These two will make the entrance coming out to the ring here. At first, Cameron Grimes jumped Dustin Williams from behind, refused to put on the strap. Thank God the referee had not ring the bell yet. Neither doesn't matter because there's no qualifications in a strap match, as the strap match history from the past. But, you know, I got to give, give him up. Cameron Grimes is one right now. He's going to be a breakout star in NXT. I say this a lot. Cameron Grimes, he saw how good he was. When it was Trevor Lee and Impact Wrestling. Cameron Grimes coming to NXT is really good for 
SAV show stars, the breakout stars, those independent stars go, the young stars. Cameron Grimes is going to be a future champion no matter what. I believe it in my heart. Cameron Grimes is a superstar to watch nowadays. So him facing Dexter Lumis in this strap match was pretty good. He gave he gave Dexter Lumis a good fight compared to the last couple of times these two have fought in a House of Horrors match and that blindfold match. So I didn't like that. But this one, this is well, this was almost a showstone matchup here. It really was. Dexter Lumis winning by submission in 12 minutes and 52 seconds here. I think it's to say that Cameron Grimes has never defeated Dexter Lumis in his career. So, yeah, pretty surreal here. Yeah, so we will go to the triple threat match for the North American Championship. John Gargano and Damian Priest challenging Leon Ruff. I really felt like this was a chance for Leon Ruff to really go all out. If he really want to prove himself, if he really wants to prove his title win wasn't a fluke, you got to be the two of the best. One of them being the best of all time, and one of them have had a great year in Damian Priest. It was a really good chance to win. Even the key sponsor matchup, I thought this was really dangerous here. <laughs> I can't believe it still happened. Damian Priest did the raises edge to Leon Ruff right through the whole security barricade went down, that Pelsey glass, that cage. I think it knocked a woman's fan over, as somebody has mentioned on Twitter. This was pretty surreal here. I can't believe that happened, you know? But this was show us the matchup. This match had all kinds of excitement here. We even saw, you know, Young Gargano trying to do a suicide dive after suicide dive after suicide dive. Even Leon Ruff tried it too, and it was pretty crazy. We saw like six people dressed in ghost faces, which is very weird, but at the same time, it happened. You know, we didn't know who ghost faces was. But, you know, John Gargano pinning Leon Ruff to win the championship after that, after his move here. And, oh man, that was pretty crazy. It was pretty surreal. One of the ghost faces accompanied him up the ramp as John Gallons came in three times, the first and only three time NXT North American champion. The ghost face took off his mask, and who to reveal? Shockingly, Austin Theory. Austin Theory, who used to be on Monday Night Raw, competed at WrestleMania earlier this year and got taken out of Monday Night Raw. This was pretty crazy to see him coming back here. I thought Austin Theory was never going to be seen or heard from him again in the WWE, but for him to see NXT and Beat Johnny, helped Johnny Gargano beat Damian Priest and Leon Ruff. This was pretty surreal here. This match lasted 17 minutes and 28 seconds. Damn good show stand match, I like to predict it. Sucks that Leon Ruff didn't get to really show us and keep prove that he could have kept the belt or even Damian Priest for that matter because I'm a big Damian Priest fan as well. But Johnny Gargano, I think, still proved that night that this is his takeover. It's nicknamed Johnny Takeover. So I guess cool John Gargano too. I'll always be a fan for John Gargano, no matter what match he produced in. So I guess pretty cool for him to win. I didn't like the way he won it, but you know, being the only three-time NXT North American champion, pretty unsurreal. But damn, who the hell thought that Austin Theory would be the one in that Ghostface mask? And holy shit, you got Indy Hartwell, and you got you know Austin Theory part of the Gargano family. Two huge ones for Gargano family here tonight. Pretty crazy. I, I never would have seen it coming. I really would. Next up, you got the much anticipated main event here with the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish facing off against Team McAfee of Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, the NXT Tag Team Champions, Danny Burch, and Orny Logan. Wow. If you think about this, this match has a lot of star power, a lot of physical key elements in this match here. This is going to be a fight. This is not even a wrestling match. This is going to be a straight-up brawl. As, of course, you know, Team Pat McAfee got the advantage here 
as we saw, Kyle Riley and Pete Dunne from when they battled in that amazing ladder match last week on NXT, continuing the rivalry, continuing their fight. Brady Terrell here. And, man, you got one quarter coming out to another. We saw tables. We saw having if we bring out tables with each of the Undisputed Era's names on them. That was pretty crazy, you know? <laughs> Holy shit. We got all men in the cage now. The war against Max Richard begins from start to finish. It was just brutality after brutality, but brutality. We saw Pete Dunne hit the better run on Adam Cole with the chair on the on the top of that chair. Oh, my God. I can imagine Adam Cole feels like that. Miss he's already banged up and bruised. We saw Pat McAfee do a really good job that I never thought I would see this. Him going to the top of the cage and performing a swan time bomb from the top of the cage. This was pretty surreal. I did not think something like this would ever happen, but I guess he shows Matt McAfee does have athleticism in his gene. Because pouring that swan time bomb on all the guys in that matchup, that was pretty surreal. Even though he did not win, he did get knocked out by Adam Cole there, but it took at least Kyle O'Reilly. And I don't call it the pin down. One, two, three. In the middle of the ring, established on. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Sorry for the interruption, but damn. Oh, man. What an NXT TakeOver event that was. I probably got to think that's probably the second best NXT event, TakeOver event of 2020. You know, it's aside from the, like, you know, the Great American Bash or the Halloween Havoc, this event did not disappoint to say the least here. Pretty surreal. Everything that's happened. You know, all in one night, let's take a war games. I think even Candice LeRae even stuff with a serious arm injury in that matchup. Oh, man. Well, hopefully she gets better there. But the NSPD proved that night that they were on top and still got it, no matter what they did. No matter how hard they fought to prove that they were the men in the war games. The NSPD becoming 2-1-2 two two in war games matches and pretty surreal. You know, I think that match was good from start to finish. I applaud every credit in that matchup, no matter what, and it was just really, really physical to match, but really, really entertaining to watch as well. You know, even Triple H, after the show, I post Facebook interview, had compared them to being as good as D-Generation X, that they got that certain magic that DX had, you know, so pretty amazing to watch that takeover event. They announced, you know, we saw the vindicate of Karrion Cross coming back soon, when to come back. We saw a promo by Finn Balor. Talking about he's going to arrive on NXT TV this Wednesday night to talk about what is on his mind and what's next with Finn Balor, the NXT World Champion. Pretty amazing event, though. I loved it. I enjoyed it. You guys have a good night, and we'll see what happens this week on WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Have a good night, everybody, and be safe.